I want you to go to Psalm 24. Thanks, Cody. What I'm going to do is I'm, sometimes I preach from a text, and then sometimes I preach my way to a text. Are you tracking with me? So sometimes I'll just launch out from the text, in the text, and we'll unfold the text, but sometimes it takes me going through the forest a little bit to get to the text, and I do that on purpose, prophetically. <laughs> we are truly racing towards the most grand, epic crescendo of Jesus' return. He is coming. He is coming. We, we are living in the greatest, I believe, I believe we are living in the greatest era of history. I believe we're living in the greatest time of mankind. I also believe we're living in the greatest time of the unfolding of the saga of the great church that Jesus Christ is building that the gates of hell will never prevail against. I believe this with all of my heart. I love the church. I cherish the church. I cherish the bride of Christ. I am a friend of the bridegroom, and there are many friends of the bridegroom in the earth that is heralding the word, prepare yourselves, prepare, for the bridegroom comes. Prepare, make yourself ready. Make yourself The friends of the bridegroom are crying out, Make yourself ready! Prepare. The bridegroom is coming. He's coming. And Psalm 24 is where we're going to begin, but we're going to use a lot of Scripture tonight. I want to encourage you to take some notes, okay? So those of you that aren't note-takers, go ahead and do it in Jesus' name. Psalm 24 says, the earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness and the world that, and the world and those who dwell therein. I want to just stop and pause and tell you tonight that the nations belong to the Lord and they belong to King Jesus. I want to speak to you tonight about the King of glory and about how the nations belong to Jesus. Get this tonight. Let your mind be renewed. You've got to read the fullness of the story, ladies and gentlemen. The nations belong to King Jesus. As he goes on in Psalm 24, you read through it. He talks about those who ascend to the Lord. They've got what? They've got clean hands. They've got pure hearts. They receive righteousness from God. They ascend to God. They receive as an inheritance righteousness and salvation. And then in verse 7, it says, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong, mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Come on, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and who? The King of glory shall come in. The eternal King, the King of glory shall come in. Psalm 119 tonight, Psalm 119, verse 89, it says, Your word, O Lord, will last forever. Somebody say amen tonight. Amen. Your word, O Lord, will last forever. It is eternal in heaven. Ooh. Your word, O Lord, will last forever. It is eternal in heaven. Your faithfulness endures through all the ages. You have set the earth in place, and it remains and all things remain to this day because of your command, because they are all your servants. Ooh, is that rich? That's rich. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 35, he said, heaven and earth shall even pass away. He said, but my words, what? My words will what? They will by no means. They will never, never pass away. The word of the Lord remains true forever. The word of the Lord is eternal. It is eternal. The word of the Lord is forever set. Forever set and established. No matter what kings might come, 
my, whatever kings may go, whoever, however the nations shift and change, God raises up kings. He brings kings low. But the word of the Lord shall remain forever. Colossians chapter 1, move with me, verse 16. It says, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones and dominion, principalities and powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Oh, he's making a point. Say all things tonight. All things, all things. It's in him, for him, by him, through him. It all came forth from him. It's all going to return and give him glory and bow down before him and decree he is the king. He is the Lord. He is God. He is the living word. His word is eternal. His word is forever settled. That's who our God is. Let me tell you who our God is. Come on, let me tell you who our God is. Are you ready tonight? Are you ready tonight? Can we keep moving? Let me tell you who our God is tonight. He's alive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hebrews 1 and 3. Listen to what Paul writes. Hebrews 1 3. Who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Can you shout to the Lord tonight in this house? Can you shout? Can you shout to the Lord? The brightness of his glory, the expressness of his person, <laughs> upholding all things by the power of his word. Everything, 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 everything that NASA is revealing in the heavenly realms, in the cosmos right now, in the known world and in the unknown world. Do you know what it is saying? Everything is hanging in its place by the spoken word of God. We need to be lifted higher to a heavenly vantage point. To see the glory of God and recognize that our God, who we've been worshiping all this night, He's the one who, when His Word spoke, it created everything in the known and in the unknown world, in the visible and the invisible world, thrones, dominions, powers, principalities. And it's all having its consistency and hangs together by the authority of His Word. Wow. We need an eternal perspective tonight. We need a fresh revelation of Jesus, that he is the king of glory. He's the king of the earth. He's the king of the nations. He's the judge of the nations. He's the shepherd of the nations, ladies and gentlemen. He is above all. He reigns over all. He's high and lifted up above it all. He's awesome. Isn't he awesome? Our king has no beginning. He has no ending. Our king is the alpha. And he is the omega. He is the first. This is a good class. I like this. Isaiah chapter 40. It says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. I want you to read it with me again. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord our God stands forever. All those flowers at Windsor Castle right now, they're going to fade. The eyes, are on, the eyes of the earth right now are on Windsor, Windsor Castle, upon England right now. All those flowers are going to fade. 
The flower of Queen Elizabeth's life has now faded. I believe she's with King Jesus, too. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. What is he saying? It means all things will come and go. All things will come and go, but God will forever remain and remain true. His word remains forever. Kingdoms will come. Kingdoms will go. Leaders will come. Leaders will go. Nations will come. Nations will go. The word of the Lord, our God, remains forever. Daniel 2. 21. I'm building foundations for this word tonight. Daniel 2 and 21. Are you with me? And he changes the times and the seasons. That's speaking of God. He removes kings and he raises up kings and he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Read it again. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. I believe the death of Queen Elizabeth this week is really a notable marker for this era, a very notable marker. Interestingly, to the transfer of the power of who was once Prince Charles and who is now King Charles. Interesting. A side note, I remember in the late 90s, there there was a book written. It was called The Antichrist and a Cup of Tea. Now, how many of you read that book? That's right. It was a showstopper. I can tell. (laughs) The only person in the book that read that, or the only person in the church that read that book was me. (laughs) The whole premise of the book was about Prince Charles being the Antichrist. Now, I don't believe that whatsoever, but it's very interesting Here's what I know, though I don't believe that King Charles is the Antichrist, I believe believe that things are being firmed up and set in place. It's like the right actors need to be set in place on the stage. The stage hands are changing. The decorations on the stage is now changing. The right stage hands are moving things into place, and now the right actors are about to come out on the stage. Things are being uniquely and divinely arranged by the hand of God that is accelerating us into the end of the age and truly the return of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what I believe about, well, it's not just what I believe, it's the facts, the facts actually about Prince Charles or King Charles. He's presently a New World Order globalist. And if you're not aware of this, you need to do some studying. You need to do some studying. You need to understand the world players right now. You need to know who Klaus Schwab is. You need to know know who these people are. He's a German engineer. He's an economist. He's the founder of the World Economic Forum. Obviously, many of you know who George Soros is. You need to study the members, the 26 members of the Davos board. You need to know who Yuval Harari Harari is. How many of you have heard of Yuval Harari? Oh, that's good. That's good. Many of you. He is known, Yuval Harari is known as the chief architect of the global reset agenda. He's also the master architect of the COVID-19 agenda. Anyone else ever heard of that? Sure. Yuval Harari, his dreams will actually shock you. This is quote. This is quote, Yuval Harari. He is looking for ways to rid the people, to to rid the world, excuse me, of useless people. In his agenda, quote, he desires to decrease the population of the human race and said the vast majority of the 7.5 billion people who are here are simply no longer needed due to technological advances and artificial intelligence, machine learning, and bioengineering. 
Yuval is an antichrist, ladies and gentlemen. These people that I'm talking to you about tonight, they are antichrist. They are anti-human. They are God-haters. They are God-mockers. They want nothing to do with the God that we worship and call our Father. You could look at all these people. You could look at King Charles right now of England. But this is what they have in common. They are globalists and they are set. Stay with me tonight. We're going somewhere. We're going to Psalm 2. I promise we will make it there. That's the good news. They're committed to a demonic agenda. Let me give you another name that's committed to that agenda. You ever heard of the name Barack Obama? These are all pawns of the new world order. They're all pawns. They've given themselves over to this. A globalist agenda to rule the nations, to erase borders and boundaries, to create a new world governance, to manage managements of peoples and nations, the, governments, the governance and management over trade and financial markets, all medicines, religion, what they deem to be the essential church, and to determine, hear these words, who actually gets to live and remain and who gets to die. It's interesting about this agenda because this, this is leading us to what is sitting in your lap. It's called Revelation 13, where the Antichrist comes on the scene, and there's a, there's a one-world governance and what's interesting about trade, what's interesting about markets, what's interesting about finances is that the Scriptures thousands upon thousands years ago is prophesied to us that you will not be able to buy or sell. You'll not be able to do anything in the markets that you desire to do in any sphere unless you have the mark, which is called the mark of the beast, the number 666. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we are racing. And, and if you don't believe that we're not living in the last days, oh my, I pray you have a great awakening. A great awakening in Jesus' name. Now, listen to these words. These are powerful words. I want you to go to Matthew 22. <laughs> Jesus is awesome. Just say Jesus is awesome. Jesus does something here that rocks them. I, I, before I go to the Scripture, I... I remember preaching from this text here on the Mount of Olives. <laughs> now, that is just surreal, <laughs> number one. And when I was sharing and, and preaching about who is Jesus and who is the Christ and whose son is he, listen to that question, whose son is he? One of our, <clears throat> on this particular trip, one of our tour guides in Israel did not know Jesus as Lord and Savior in Christ he was standing about five feet from me, and um, the real lion of Judah started pouring out of my chest. I, I wasn't preaching like a little key cat. <laughs> I started really bringing it, and I started declaring who Jesus was, and I began to thunder that Jesus is the Son of God, that He is the Son of Man. He's the Son of Abraham, and He's the Son of David. When I did that, this... <laughs> This tour guide, it looked like he was uh, somehow in the unseen, he was being swatted by an angel's wing or an angel with a wiffle bat. I don't, I'm not sure what it was, but he could barely stand. He, he was going like this. <laughs> it was amazing. And I took that in and I watched that moment. And he was getting hit by the living word of God. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was me declaring the glory of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the authority of Jesus, the identity of our God, that he truly is the son of man, the son of God, the son of Abraham, the eternal son of David, who will sit eternally on the throne of David and rule and reign from Jerusalem. Oh, read your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest days are yet to come. <laughs> so Jesus sets them up. And I'm going to say it again. Jesus is awesome. He just sets them up. And here we are. And while the Pharisees were gathered together, 
Jesus asked them, and if you look at this before I read the rest of the text, if, if you read the story of how this begins, the Sadducees, they don't, they don't believe in the resurrection, right? But the Pharisees believe in the resurrection, okay? So there's all this quandary going on, and they're testing Jesus. They're coming after Jesus and throwing out the questions, and Jesus is laying it out. But now he goes somewhere that they weren't, really weren't quite expecting, and so he gives them a pop quiz, right? Here's the pop quiz. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, uh, so uh, what do you think about the Christ? Let's go there. You're asking me all kinds of questions. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? You might want to underline that in your Bible. Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David. You've got to grab hold of this. And then he said to them, how does David in the spirit? Now, you got to catch that. In the spirit means he had a prophetic revelation. David was also a prophet. He wasn't just a king. David was a prophet. David went somewhere, and he began to see something in the spirit. Whether it was by vision, I don't know. Whether it was by dream, I don't know. All I know is that Jesus said David was in the spirit. Did you catch that? Say it with me. David was in the Spirit. Now watch this. How then does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day on did anyone dare question him anymore. <laughs> Jesus was getting down to the nitty-gritty. This is awesome. you got to catch this. Because he was taking them to a greater place of revelation. He was basically saying to them, Solomon was not the eternal son that would reign and sit as an heir upon the throne of David eternally. There is one greater than David that is now here. And that son will rest upon the throne of David. He is the king of glory. He's the eternal king. He's the king of glory. Now, what was, what was Jesus getting at? Go to Psalm 110. Use your Bibles tonight. This is good. Y'all still with me? Oh, that sounded good. Those of you that stayed home because of the rain, I'm watching you. I see you in your sweatpants. What was Jesus? <laughs> what was Jesus getting at? Psalm 110 is a prophetic announcement of the Messiah. I want you to see this tonight. David saw something in the spirit, and you're going to see something in the spirit tonight too. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule. In the midst of your enemies, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest. Underline that word, priest. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Now, let's stop right there and break this open. The Lord said to my Lord, what David saw... In the spirit, what Jesus quizzed them on, what, what did he mean by that? Whose son is he? What David saw in a vision or a prophetic revelation was the father speaking to the son. The Lord said to my Lord, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, this is interesting you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Somebody say Melchizedek. Oh, say it again. It's the order of Melchizedek. Now, here Jesus is breaking rank. 
okay? Because where did the priesthood come from? The priesthood came from Levi. Who was he? He was the third son of Jacob, right? You got Abraham, you got Isaac, you got Jacob. Jacob had how many sons? Twelve. The third son was Levi. You remember this? How many of you remember, you remember when, uh, I, think, I think I said something about this last week, when Moses and Joshua were coming down from Pentecost and the Lord had wrote the Ten Commandments and they were now descending from the top of Mount Sinai and Joshua says, I hear the sound of war. How many remember that? He said, that's not the sound of war, that's the sound of reverie and partying. They went down and they found the golden calf and people whoring after it, worshiping the false god, the false image. Remember this? It was the tribe of Levi. It was only the tribe. Hear this tonight. It was only the tribe of Levi that refused to bow down and worship the golden calf. And when Moses came down and declared judgment over them, the Levites ran to Moses and bound themselves to the will and the purpose of God. The priests came out of the tribe of Levites. So the Levites, now, pop quiz, Jesus was not from the tribe of Levi. He was from the tribe of, oh, yeah, he was from the tribe of the lions. Are you tracking with me tonight? Do we have any lions in this house? Well, about half of you. Do we have any lions in this house tonight? That's right. There you are. Now I feel you. Now I see your teeth coming out. Yes, that feels good. Jesus is not from the tribe of Levi. He's from the tribe of Judah. And so God was pronouncing that a whole new priesthood, a whole new regiment of priesthoods were going to be born forth. And what was the old order? What had been was good, but there was a brand new order coming that the Levites were actually going to be done away with, and the Melchizedek priesthood, uh, priesthood would be inaugurated by Jesus and come forth. Are you seeing this tonight? This is awesome. Somebody say Melchizedek. In Genesis, what you find is Abraham has now in a predicament. Lot, you can read this. Genesis, I believe it's Genesis right around 17 through 19. Lot's family has now been taken into captivity. There's all of, the war has broken out. There's all of these issues. Abraham goes and finds his warring men. They go, they rescue Lot and his family, right? They come back, and in this picture, there's this valley of the kings, and they're wanting to reward Abraham for his victory. And Abraham says, I'm not going to receive anything from you. I refuse it. Until this priest, this high priest named Melchizedek. And when Paul talks about Melchizedek throughout the book of Hebrews, he says that Melchizedek has no beginning and he has no ending. Wink, wink. Are you catching it? So, so somebody shows up, this high priest and He's the high priest of Salem. Everybody say Salem. So the high priest of Salem shows up, Melchizedek, right? And he comes to Abraham, and what happens is, is he offers not any level of treasury. He comes with the communion meal and offers to Abraham bread and wine. The communion meal. Oh, my gosh, are you getting this? He offers bread and wine to Abraham. And what happens is... Abraham has a revelation of who this is. And when he has a revelation of who this is, he gives him tithe of all. The tithe was never, this is a side note tonight. We're going somewhere. We're going to Psalm 2. And we're going to make it there. I promise. I pinky promise. I, I, I'm there. He brings him bread and wine. Abraham has a revelation of who he is, and he gives tithe of all. The tithe did not come under the law. You've got to hear this tonight. The tithe came through revelation of who Melchizedek was. 
That's why I say over you as a family all the time, revelation will establish authority in your life. Revelation is what will establish authority. Not just just you doing religious things or church things hoping that it's going to work. It has to be by revelation. And when you're able to see and perceive by revelation, it will release powerful breakthroughs. Abraham discerns who he is. He is... He is the high priest of Salem. He's the king of Salem. And his name, Melchizedek, means king of righteousness or king of peace. Say king of righteousness. You taking some notes? King of peace. Say it with me. King of peace. One more time. King of righteousness. King of peace. Who is Melchizedek? He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of peace. He's a high priest ministering unto God in the city of what? In the city of Salem. Okay. Jeru means city of. Salem means peace. Put it together for me right now. Jeru, Salem. One more time. Jeru, Salem. Put it together. City of. So Melchizedek is high priest, king of Salem. King. Oh, my God. King of Salem, ministering in the earth realm unto his father, and then goes to Abraham. Abraham has a revelation of who he is and says, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, who has just walked in the building? And when he has revelation, he gives tithe of all. Now, what did... The father speak over the son. You are a priest forever. I'm in verse 4. I've sworn I will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. Watch this. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. And who is the head? Tell me who the head is. Who's the head of the church? That's right. So who is Melchizedek? See, all throughout the Old Covenant, it's called a theophany. A theophany is the revelation of Jesus in the Old Covenant. We've talked about this many times. Jesus just didn't show up through Mary. That's when he became flesh. That's called the incarnation. That's when Jesus became a man, when he became human, when he became flesh. That's the incarnation. A theophany is when Jesus shows up in the Old Testament. And when Abraham had had a revelation of who was showing up, the Lord said to my Lord, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. Are you catching this? Are you grabbing this? Are you just drinking really deep right now? Are you all all right? Oh, my. Psalm 2. Can I have some praise? Can somebody just give me a hand tonight? Psalm 2. I made it. I made it, Glenn. Psalm 2. I'm there. You all thought he forgot. He's forgotten. Oh, now here we go. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth, they set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. And what do they do it for? They take themselves and they counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. You see that? The Lord said to my Lord, meaning God said to his anointed son. Are you seeing it? So these kings of the earth that are masquerading and have been masquerading in the shadows of darkness, this diabolical evil, this antichrist spirit that is landing on minions in every nation right now are binding themselves together. They are coming together in an allegiance to one another, and they're saying, we're going to break away from God. 
We're going to break away from all this fluff and this talk about God and His Christ. Against the Lord and His anointed saying, verse 3, are you there? Are you there? Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. <laughs> he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Doesn't sound like heaven's real intimidated by joy. Even if those in the earth are offended by those very words. A lot of people are offended with God right now. A lot of people say God's not doing a very good job. God's not doing a very good job. Oh, I just, it just got quiet in here. Silence of the lambs has hidden. A lot of people say God's not doing a very good job. God, God, God's not nervous. God's not white-knuckling the throne right now. God's not having an emergency board meeting with Michael and Gabriel right now. He's not having an emergency board. Oh, my God, what are we? There, there's a guy down there named Klaus Schwab. There's this guy, Bill Gates. Oh, my God. Oh, Bill Gates. You've all hurrahy, hurrah, however you say it. Oh, my gosh. He's creeping me out, Michael. He's creeping me out. God's not white-knuckling the throne. He's not nervous. He's not intimidated. He's actually sitting in heaven, and he's laughing, and he's mocking them and ridiculing them. He's ridiculing. There is divine ridicule. There is divine ridicule. There is joy. There is laughing. He's saying, aha, I'm still the king. I'm still the king. And the enemy would love the church to lose sight of who's really the king in this hour. I'm not going to be duped. He sits in heaven and he's laughing. What is God doing? He's laughing at their plans. Watch this. The Lord shall hold them in derision. What, is that, what does that word derision mean? It means God will make a total mockery of them. Those who have lifted themselves up in arrogance and in pride, and they think, no, we're the masters of the earth. Hello, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. They believe we're the masters of the earth. We can decide who's going to live and who's not going to live. And, and we're the masters of it all. We don't need God. And we don't need his ratty old book either. We don't need his Christ. We don't need his spirit. We can do all this. God says, I'm going to bring derision upon them. I'm going to mock them. And God's saying, see, you gotta, we, we got to get a, a greater vision of Jesus because he's bad. He's bad. He's bad to the bone. He's victorious. Sorry. Sorry. Some of you were in the world. You got that? My wife's like, wait, what song is that? Wait. Earth Angel. <laughs> Earth Angel. They want to rule the earth with bondage. They want to rule the earth with tyranny. They want to rule the earth with death. They have spawned, in ladies and gentlemen, they have spawned. Listen, hundreds of millions of people on planet earth have something circulating through their body. They don't even know what it is. And there's men that have been part of this agenda that has been dreaming of a cleansing and a purging and a genocide. Something far worse than Adolf Hitler. Something far more sinister is here. Are you hearing me tonight? Verse 5. He will speak to them with his wrath. <laughs> That's the fear of the Lord. He will speak to them in his wrath. And distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. 
I will declare and decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your possessions. The father says to the son, today I have begotten thee. Today I have made you a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And I say to you, my son, my son, you just ask of me. And I will give you the nations as your inheritance. I want to say very plainly, the nations belong to King Jesus. The nations belong to King Jesus. Every knee, I don't know who was leading it, Sandra or Mary, but every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Come on, give God praise in this house. Come on, church. Woo! Verse 9. You shall break them. Oh, see, this is awesome. Think about Jesus' commission from his father. I'm going to send you forth, and what are you going to do, son? I'm going to break them. I'm going to break them with a rod of iron. I'm going to send you forth. You're going to dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Oh, wait a second. That's not the nice little sweet Jesus that looks like Brad Pitt. Floating around in a white nighty, blessing everybody. He's going to be commissioned from the Father. He's going to come and rule, and he's going to bring it. Oh, he's going to bring it. Our God is a mighty warrior, dressed for battle. Jesus is a mighty warrior. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's going to roar over this wickedness. He's going to make them, well, you know, they're going to have to check their pants. That's right. That's the passion translation for all, the, all of you online. <laughs> That's just good preaching, right? Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Ha, <laughs> ha. Be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who trust in him. I say tonight, I say tonight, church, kiss the son. Kiss the Son. He's the eternal King of glory. And the nations of the earth belong to this King. I feel the fire of the Lord all over me. He's a King that brings justice. I'm reminding all of us who our King is. We're wore out with injustice. We are so wore out with injustice. He's the king of justice. He's the king of righteous judgment. I want to say to you tonight, God's mercy is his righteous judgments. I'm going to say that again. God's mercy is his righteous judgments. I say bring it on, God. And what he's going to do is he's going to bring judgment against all evil. There ain't anything that's going to be able to squeak out from underneath his jurisdiction. Nothing's going to be able to skirt away from his throne and think that they can just whistle on down the road, whistling Dixie, you know, doing their thing. No, no, no. Everyone is going to be accountable to stand before the living God. He's the son of God. He's the son of man. He's the son of Abraham. He's the son of David. And he'll sit on the throne and he'll rule forever. And then a hundred million years from now, you and I will be very much alive. 
and we'll be singing, and we've only just begun to worship you. Angels will be saying, Cody, go ahead and get on the keys. Give us some anointed keys. Cody, give us some anointed keys. A hundred million years from now, you know why? Because you and I were created in the very image and the likeness of God. You and I were created to live forever. You will never die. You may have a physical death. You will never, never be part of the second death. You will never die. You were created to live forever in the glory, in the presence of the unstoppable king. Jesus, how glorious he is. I'm telling you, the way that we're building the throne in this place through our worship, people are going to be coming in and getting hit by the awesomeness and the glory and the fear of God and saying the king is amongst us. The king, ladies and gentlemen, the king is among, I'm not talking about Elvis. (laughs) The king is amongst us. Thank you very much. Thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Revelation 22. <laughs> Y'all going to be all right? Revelation 22, verse 13. I am the Alpha, and I'm the Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the end. I'm the first. I'm the last. Melchizedek has no beginning. He has no ending. He's the first. He's the last. I'm going to tell you tonight, church. He's in charge. He's in charge. And he's coming for his bride. And friends of the bridegroom throughout the earth and all the nations are heralding the word. The bridegroom is coming. Prepare. Prepare. Oh, he's going to come. He's going to rule with that rod of iron out of Zion. He's going to judge it all. He's going to judge it all. He's going to rule eternally. There will be a new heaven and new earth. It's what your Bible says. There will be new heavens, new earth. And Jesus' throne will be right here on earth as it is in heaven. He'll be ruling and reigning as the Son of Man forever. A man, the God-man, the God-man, the burning man. Forever you will look upon Jesus and you will see where he was pierced. He was truly a man. He was truly a human. The God-man. He'll rule and reign forever and ever. John chapter 3, verse 29. And I'm just about done. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him. That's who I am. I stand and I hear him. Rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. The friends of the bridegroom are saying he's coming. And what's happening on the inside of you is the Maranatha cry. The Maranatha cry. The Maranatha cry. And even what's happening in the earth right now, the earth is in earnest travail. The the very earth, nature itself, this is Romans chapter 8, it is literally groaning in travail, desiring to be delivered from the corruption and bondage that it is under. And it says it desires to be delivered from its bondage and, and corruption into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Eye has not even seen, ear has not heard, neither has it even entered into the minds and the thoughts of men, the things which God has prepared for us. Why am I saying all this to you? I don't want to see you caught in the vortex and the insanity of what is happening in virtual reality in front of us. I don't want to see you bound Struggling in the storm of the news. Drowning in the storm of the news. The news. The news. This is what we're preaching. 
This is what we're preaching. And he said, my word is eternally settled. It's eternally settled in the heavens. It's forever. It's forever. Guys, this is just the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, this is only the beginning. I don't know how long God's going to give you. It could be 60 years. It could be 70. It could be 85. It could be 95. It could be 105. This is just the appetizer and the sampling for eternity. And if you're in this room tonight, I tell you, if you don't know the Lord, tonight is the night to give your life to Jesus Christ. Tonight. Tonight. You, no one in this room has promised tomorrow. No one watching or listening online has promised tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. And the King of glory loves you. Tonight is the night to give your life to Him. And serve Him and love Him and know Him. It's Jesus. So I say to you tonight, in closing, we're in a radical time. Things are really shifting. Kings of the earth are being removed. Queens of the earth are being removed. Things are being set in place. God is not taken by surprise whatsoever. But I tell you, the word of God is true, that the Lord himself, he shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of the archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise. They shall rise and those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to be with the Lord. And so shall they forever be with him. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. He's coming. And I'm living for that. I'm living for the ultimate comeback. I'm living for the king of the comeback. He's the king of the comeback. And lest you forget, he's due for another comeback very soon. He's coming. He's coming. I want you to take your Bibles, put them aside. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you're in this room tonight, you would say, Brian, I need to commit my life to Christ tonight. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to bow my knee to the King of glory. I want to make him my Lord, my God, my King. I believe. I believe he's the Son of God. If that's you, I want you to wave at me so I know you're in the room because we want to pray for you. If that's you. If that's you, I want you to wave at me just so I know. All right, we're a family tonight. We're all family. Those of you online watching, I have no idea. We have no technological way of knowing who is watching tonight. But if you are watching this night, you would say, Brian, that is me. I'm not in that room in Sarasota, but that's me. Tonight, I implore you, is the night to give your life to Jesus Christ. Ask him to come into your life. Repent of your sins. Make him the Lord of your life. He will come in and transform you from the inside out. You will become a new creation. And old things will continue to pass away and everything will start becoming new because the Spirit of God will live within you. Call upon Him. Call upon Jesus tonight. Make Him the Lord of your life. Thank you, God. Lord, just take a hand. Somebody just take a hand next to you. Hallelujah. Lord, we are so thankful that we are alive on planet earth right now for such a time as this and Holy Spirit we thank you that you are preparing us for the return of our king we cry Maranatha 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 come Lord Jesus come come Lord 
Jesus. Come. I wonder what it's like for the angels that are in this room right now to hear us say that. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. Here. On earth. As it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Church, I bless you tonight. The Holy Spirit is preparing you for the coming of the Lord. He's preparing your house. He's preparing your generations, your families. Prodigals are coming home. Prodigals are coming home. It's going to be a quick harvest, a quick work, a quick work, a quick work. It's going to be a quick work, a quick harvest. Prodigals. Those that you never dreamed, you never dreamed, oh my, yes, yes, here they come. Those that you've believed for all these years, those that you have contended for, that you have warred for, you have warred in the Spirit over their lives, they're coming home, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. It's time, it's time for the harvest of the earth. The time of the harvest of the earth has come. The sickle is being thrusted into the nations. The king will have his inheritance of the nations of the world. He will have his inheritance. Lord, thank you that when your father asked to give you the nations, you replied, I'll take the nations. Hallelujah. Lord, you reign. You reign above it all tonight. You reign in glory. You reign in majesty. You reign forever, King eternally. You reign in glory and majesty. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give God some praise in the house. Let's do it. I'd like our ushers to come at this time. We want to serve you. If you need an offering envelope tonight, if you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hand high. You can give on our app right now, our Victory FLA app. You can give there tonight. If you've not downloaded our app, those of you that are watching, download our app tonight. We have a tremendous, tremendous app, Victory FLA. Honey, if you'll come to Victory FLA, you want to download our app, you can give there safely and securely. You can give on our website. Thank you for giving faithfully to the advancement of the kingdom of God. Guys, big miracles are going to come to victory. Continue to be faithful. We're going to see epic breakthrough. Epic, epic breakthrough. Hallelujah. Brand, why don't you bring some announcements and then we'll receive the offering. So we got some house fires coming up just to make you aware of. Uh, tomorrow, Jeff and Faith Highfield's house fire is at 2 p.m. You can reach out to them if you need any more information on that. And we did, we have had to tweak our calendar a little bit. So um, <clears throat> one of those changes is the Godlewski house fire has been switched to um, this next Friday, September 16th at 6.30 p.m. instead of the following. So make sure you check that out as well. We have vision night coming up at the end of the month, Friday, September 30th. It's at 7 p.m. Please RSVP um, to the church phone number if you need to make it and if you need child care for that, if you're coming. Um, vision night is just to um, get to know us better, get to know the vision of the church and where we feel like the Lord is leading us. So um, if you've not been to one, we want to invite you to that. It, it's just a way that you can connect and really get to know um, what we're all about here. So if you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> 
Um, also, we have had to switch our five-year anniversary. It is going to be October 1st is the night that we're celebrating it instead of the 24th. Our five-year anniversary. So we're, yeah. And we're going to have um, some cake and punch after the service. So um, we just would love to have you guys here for that so we can celebrate together and just uh, cherish what God has done among us. Um, also, in, in October, there's some things that we want to make you aware of. Um, you know, we just kind of to forecast that to you so that you can be aware of it. Our Victory Fast, our, our last one of the year, is going to be October 2nd through the 8th. So that's right at the beginning of October. I want to make you aware of that. It's the day after our five-year anniversary celebration. So <laughs> we're going to have cake and punch and ice cream together. And then right into the fast. Works out good. So um, also for kids and families, our Truth Tracker Bible Club is starting back up for this year. It starts October 8th, and so you need to sign up. Um, you can sign up until October 1st. So, and if you need more information, you can sign up at the Kids Church locations and they have the forms for you to fill out there. And just one more thing um, that we're just wanting you to know about, we are gonna do another outreach downtown and that's gonna be Friday, October 28th. So we just wanna make you aware so you can mark your calendars and, um, and be there for that. It's gonna be wonderful. All right, love you. Amen. Thanks, Bran. That's my baby right there. Come on. Love you, sweetheart. Isn't God awesome in here, honey? Just awesome. We are blessed. Man, we're blessed. I want you to look at the offering envelope if you have one in your hand tonight, or perhaps you're giving online, but if you have it there, it says personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. That's a vision of who we are. That all of us live. See, revival is never to be seasonal. Revival is a lifestyle. Revival is a lifestyle. So it's living in personal revival. And then it's contending for national awakening. And then generational reformation. Reformation is the cleansing. It's the setting things right and back in order the way God ultimately designed them and created and built them. That's where we're going. Amen. Lord, we thank you tonight for the privilege of giving. Our love is attached to these gifts. Our worship is attached to these gifts. We trust you for every need that we have. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. You are El Shaddai. You are more than enough. You delight in the prosperity of your children. I pray, Lord, to your blessing upon the people of God tonight. I speak abundance and breakthrough from the hand of our God over your life. Lord, <clears throat> there are those in this room and online who have had many setbacks things that truly belong to them, that were robbed from them. And I pray tonight, by the authority of the name of Jesus, Father, as I stand before your throne, that the thief will be caught and he will have to repay sevenfold. And what belongs to your people, that the judgment will be decreed, it must come to them. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen, amen. You ready to give tonight? Amen. Ushers, go right ahead and serve the people. Thank you. Thanks for going the distance tonight. Let me just check something here real quick. It's only 835. Wow. It's only 8.35.
And we've only just begun to worship. <laughs> Cody, stand. Sit, stand, sit. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. That was so funny. That was funny. That was just funny. It's only 8.35. You guys are going to get out of here before the greater monsoon rains come. <laughs> We're gonna buy. We're gonna have victory ponchos for sale in our bookstore now. Come on, I'm feeling that. Are you feeling the sky? Victory ponchos. Come on, and victory nachos. I don't know where I'm going with it all. I really don't know. Anyway, I want our altar team to prepare themselves, and you all know what that means, guys. We're prayed up. We're ready. There's, there's wonderful people coming right now into this altar. We're ready to pray for you. You need a breakthrough. You need a miracle. You need prayer for any reason. Altar team, go ahead and come. Go ahead and come, guys. We're ready to pray for you, minister to you. We're going to open up the altars, and we're going to be here. It's early. The night is young. It's 835. So don't race out of here to go to Carabas. If you need prayer, tonight's the night to get it. Amen. Lord, we thank you for wonders and miracles and the release of your power, the release of the holy anointing to come upon lives tonight, to restore, to set things in order. Miracles in minds, miracles in bodies tonight, miracles of bodies, miracles of the mind, miracles of the spirit, God miracles even in the soulish realm Lord we speak miracles in the place of people's memories miracles in the place of their imagination miracles and peace and breakthrough in their thoughts and in their minds tonight and in their spirit man we speak healing be released in the name of Jesus all over this room those of you that are watching right now may the power of the Holy Spirit be made manifest in your body and in your life right now be healed in Jesus name You need a miracle tonight, come. You need a healing tonight, come. You need a breakthrough, come. Good night, everybody. Have a miracle, miracle week. Those of you online, have a miracle week. God bless you.